I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. good. I figured today we'd talk about anger. Um, anger is something I've always struggled with. Um, maybe that's more normal for boys. I don't know. Maybe everybody struggles with it. It's not just me, but um, I know uh, in my childhood there was a lot of anger. Uh, the dad that raised me uh, was pretty angry. He was a he was a good dad. I mean, he provided and um, was always there, uh, but he also, he had a really hard uh, childhood and so in turn, he was pretty angry, and I was an angry kid, and of course in my te- teenage years, I was pretty angry, um, and then, you know, going my 20s, still still pretty angry, so usually when you don't do anything about your anger, it just kind of continues uh, and festers, and um, I think in my 20s, it was just, I know I've talked about this previously, but I lived for myself, um, and just was really in a lot of rebellion, and so usually when you're in rebellion against the Lord, you're pretty selfish, which is exactly what I was. Um, the world kind of revolved around me. Um, you know, if something didn't work out, whether it's like business transactions or people driving or relationships, um, I was just always angry and uh, c- kind of on the border of rageful, honestly. Um, definitely didn't get be- uh, better when I got married. Um or, you know, when, when we got married, which was in 2009, it's a blended family, and my husband had two kids from a previous marriage, and so, um, and then we also got pregnant right away, um, and so it was a lot more complication um, than I think I realized anyway. Um, I think when you're younger and naive, you see things as, uh, you know, Disney movies like just real easy breezy um, and definitely was a lot more challenging than I realized Um, and then there was also a lot of behavioral problems with the kids um, from previous history stuff and um, my responses to the issues started out with good intentions but I always would end up losing my temper and I was always yelling Uh, and the next year in 2010 when I had my first womb baby as I call him Um, I, you know, at that point, I think I've talked about this in a previous episode, I repented of my long-lived rebellion of many, many, many years um, in my 20s, and I really had hit rock bottom. I mean, God really got my attention uh, with with a lot of things, and I wanted to live a pleasing life to the Lord. I was grateful that He picked me up out of that pit um, after I finally surrendered, um, but I was just really struggling with my anger. And uh, the beautiful thing about seeking God and, you know, once you turn your life over to him and really uh, want to know who he is and reading his word, he'll speak to you. And if you listen, he'll mold you and grow you. Um, and I remember at that time reading Proverbs twenty five twenty eight, which says, uh, He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. You know, so what good is it? Uh, God was showing me, Every situation, every hardship and circumstance was an opportunity to grow in him and grow closer to him. I could either squander the opportunity, not only squashing the chance to grow, but also reaping destruction and consequences, which I did many times, because you'll harvest what you sow, right? Um, Or I could see every trial as an opportunity 
to be refined, to glorify God and to please Him. And in that, I reap abundant life and joy in His fruit. And again, you reap what you sow. So another similar verse is Proverbs sixteen thirty-two, And that says, He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh the city. Uh, so if you need some wisdom, read the book of Proverbs. Uh, there's 31 chapters, and I know that some people read about a chapter a day each month, um, which is kind of a good devotional. If Well, you should do your quiet time, your own time with the Lord through uh, reading through the Word. And then also, you know, if you need something extra there, I think that's something good. Another good verse is Proverbs, since we're talking about Proverbs. 19.11, the discretion of a man deferreth his anger, and it is his glory to pass over transgression. So that verse is talking about, you know, not being easily offended. And when I wasn't right with the Lord, I was offended all of the time. I wasn't trying to build a bridge uh, to get over it. I was trying to acquire bombs and take whoever out. I was really vengeful, um, which leads us to James 1, 19 through 20, uh, which says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Um, so me acting in my anger doesn't please God, uh, nor does it accomplish his purposes. You might think that you have a good reason and, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. You can think of any type of situation that you've been in, your friend's been in, or whatever, but, um, you know, is it righteous anger for the Lord, or is it vengeful anger? And so, uh, when I act in my anger, it only builds up my kingdom, and I'm only concerned about me. So, it's always, you know, something to do with pride, and it always comes down to being selfish, honestly. So anytime I'm flying off the handle, I'm definitely not being slow to speak, and I definitely ain't listening to nobody. Uh, what about you? And can you relate right now? Are there, are there instances where you're struggling? Um, is this a daily battle? Sometimes it is for me, honestly. I do struggle a lot of times with my reactions and how I respond to people. Um, another good verse is Ecclesiastes 7, 9. Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry, for anger resteth in the bosom of fools. So, I don't know about you, but do you see a pattern here? Anger is like a freight train. It plows in through. Um, it's real quick, right? So, who do we have in the driver's seat? Is it our flesh or the spirit? Um, and I heard a good analogy the other day in Facebook. Um, this guy, Vincent, said... A wise man once told me that every morning I wake up, I have a choice between a cross and a throne. Either I'm on the cross and Christ is on the throne or Christ is on the cross and I'm on the throne. Ever since that day, I try to wake up every morning and have a funeral. At that funeral, I die to my selfish ambitions and desires and hang myself on that cross so that Christ can have his rightful position as the king of my life. No Christian is more dead than when he is alive to himself, and no Christian is more alive than when he is dead to himself. Um, so when I'm sinning, guess who's on the throne, right? Uh, are you willing to dethrone yourself and to submit to God as Lord and as King? And, you know, again, in any scenario, whether it's with anger, it can be lust, it can be, you know, pride. Usually everything is rooted down in pride. Um, you know, are you on the throne? Are you willing to give up your will for God's will? And obviously Jesus did that for us when he died on the cross. So we really have no excuse, right? Um, and Ephesians 4.26 says, Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither, neither give place to the devil. 
So we're going to feel emotions. Um, we're human, right? We're going to be hit with things, but are we going to act on it? Are we going to stew in it? Uh, I, I don't know if guys are like this, but I think women sometimes can be the worst. Like something will happen and we'll analyze it and we'll stew about it and we'll think about it. And before you know it, we're creating scenarios that have never even happened and we're getting mad about that, right? So um, there is a really good verse for that one. Um, it's Second Corinthians 10.5 and it says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing it into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I think other versions say, uh, take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. And so, again, that can be anything that is displeasing to God. So if you're having a lustful thought, if you're uh, angry about something against someone, you know, are we recognizing that and saying, wait a minute, um, that is not pleasing to God. And I need to take that thought right now. As soon as, you know, I feel that tug, as soon as I start feeling riled up, I need to just stop and I need to pray. So take those emotions and thoughts and give them to God and ask him to help you uh, to be pleasing to him because he will, you know, he wants a good relationship with you and, and he wants you to um, have abundant life and build up his kingdom because all these things here on earth, you know, are fleeting. All the things that we get caught up in I mean, if you make a list of the things you get mad about, I mean, I do, right? And you just look at it and you're like, man, these are dumb. You know, they really are dumb. Um, and even if somebody's really wronged you in the past and maybe you look at that and you're like, that's not dumb. Um, we have to leave those things to the Lord because ultimately when we do things God's way, it is the most beneficial way to do it. So just realize um, you have a choice. You always have a choice. And because when you, when you ask God to come and forgive you of your sins and to be king of your life, you have his spirit that lives in you. And he is omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent. And so he's all powerful. Um, we can tap into his power and ask him for strength and wisdom and ask him to help us to slow us down and to react the way he wants us to react give room to the Holy Spirit to make those decisions um, as far as, you know, bearing fruit in the way that he wants it to be. And he'll do that. Um, so anyways, I hope that's an encouragement to you. I hope that makes sense. You're always welcome to email me at walkwithjesuspodcasts at gmail.com. And I will talk to y'all next Monday. <laughs>